Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas with another Fishers of Men video broadcast and like to welcome you all to our Tuesday night Bible study. And uh, tonight, uh, we're actually going to not go into Matthew chapter 9 just yet. Um, just some things I wanted just to kind of get into that I think is worth getting into and uh, so we are going to be uh, saving that, Lord willing, for next week. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we can, uh, you know, hopefully then we can kind of move on and forward after tonight. So, uh, anyways, so, yeah, so tonight we're going to be kind of going back to Matthew 8 and kind of getting into some things. Um, some things that really stuck out that I wanted to kind of get into and uh, go from there. Um, what else? I don't have any announcements. Um, as per prayer requests, um, uh, if y'all can pray for me, um, just it just seems like life is just hard to live. And sometimes it's just like you kind of wonder how you're going to get through all this and life is tough and i will be the first to admit it um i don't know why we're going through what we're going through in this nation but you know it's just with everything with inflation and high gas prices and stuff it's it's not good and, um, you know, it's just one of those things that needs to be, needs to be fixed. But it probably won't be fixed because a lot of the politicians really just don't care so much, really, for anything but their own power. So it is what it is. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It just seems like. You know, I've struggled before, but this is like a whole new like level of struggle because, you know, everything is going up and it's just, it's crazy. It's very, very crazy. So y'all pray for me. I think we ought to pray for each other and um, we need to pray for our leaders while we still can. Um, and we need to pray that, you know, they would make the right choice. Amen. Um, and so I may, so please do forgive me. I do tend to get a little distracted. I have a whole lot of other things I'm kind of like just going through right now. And so, um, and I got to use my iPhone to basically, uh, do all my notes and stuff. So I'm going to be referring to that quite a bit. And so it's, y'all pray for me, pray for this message. Okay. So you, um, you know, hopefully this will, you know, be a blessing to all those who watch. Um, keep Brother Joey in prayer. I know he appreciates people praying for him, so pray for him. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's going to be about it uh, for that. Um, yeah, I'm kind of distracted everywhere. Oh, boy. And I'm tired, so bear with me. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so that's going to be it for that. Um, what else? Yeah, so also uh, pray for me as I may be considering going up to Minnesota here to visit family. Uh, July 4th weekend, I'm a little bit, you know, with everything going on, it's just everything is just tough. So I'm kind of really debating whether or not I really want to go. So pray for me. Uh, that if God wills, if God wills for me to go, then I'll go. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with that, I guess with that said, I think we'll just go ahead and dive into uh, the message. Um, tonight is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be more like a preaching and kind of preaching and teaching uh, message, so I'm going to be, you know, kind of not really going as I have been, because I think there's just some things that need to be addressed, 
and um, I've got some notes here. It's not a lot. I sort of kind of slapped all these together kind of in between um, busy times at work and stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully it still be a blessing, all right? But if you, if, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8. And uh, we're going to start here in verse 28. Matthew chapter 8, verse 28. We're going to start in verse we're going to start there, and uh, we're going to finish out the chapter, and we're going to go from there. Um, here we go. So in Matthew chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them, and a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou castest out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled, and went their ways into the city, and told everything, and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold... The whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. So, we kind of briefly talked about this uh, last week, and I just kind of feel like there's a lot more there we, could, we, can, we need to talk about. Um, when we read this passage, we... You know, there might, there might be a couple questions that come to mind. Number one, you know, well, let's first start with the obvious, okay? Let's start with the obvious. We see that Christ did a miracle by casting out these devils in these, in these men. They, he cast out these devils and, and, and permitted them to go into the swine. So we see that Jesus had set these people free from demonic oppression. And you know, if Christ could do that for them, he'll do that for you. Amen. <clears throat> he'll do that for you. Christ has no respect of persons. But what we see here is you would think... That was such a miracle as this. That people would rejoice and worship at Jesus' feet. And believe on his name. And as we see in our text. That does not happen. Actually the contrary happens. They basically told Christ to leave. They didn't. The people there that heard and saw these things and saw Jesus, they, they, they basically said, leave, leave our city. They didn't want him in our city. They didn't, they didn't, want, they didn't want them in their city. Sorry, I, I'm a little bit tired, so bear with me. But, you know, they, these people didn't want Jesus in their city. Most likely because they were probably afraid, but there was really nothing to be afraid of. You'd think that they would believe on the name on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, but they didn't. They they rejected the word of God. They rejected Christ. They told they basically told them to get out of here. She, like they didn't want him there. They're trying to shoo him away. Okay? And that's what we see. Now, with that, you know, we have to understand. We have to understand something here. Some questions might pop into mind. And you might say, well, why didn't they believe? They saw Jesus. They heard what he did. Why didn't they believe? I would. 
question is, would you believe? Would you actually believe if Jesus made himself known to you? Would you actually, if Jesus were to appear in front of you, would you actually know and believe it was him? Would you? Would you actually believe the miracles that he, if he performed a miracle in front of you, would you actually believe on his name? Would you? Because these guys did. They saw Jesus. They heard what he did. They didn't believe. Matter of fact, they rejected him. They wanted him out. So as as you see, we could we could we 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 tend to take a look at this and we ask ourselves some questions. We ask ourselves these questions. Right? So, if we... So the thing is, if you... If you think that you can believe just from seeing him and, and actually seeing a miracle from him, if you think you can believe by physically seeing that stuff, what hope is there? What is there what is there a need of faith? These people they saw the they got to see the real they got to see the real deal. They saw Christ. They saw and heard about what Jesus did and yet rejected him. We see here in John chapter 20, verse 25 to 29. Okay. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into the side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust in my side. And be not faithless, but believing." And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Now, you might think that you can be like Thomas. And you can be like Thomas. And ask for a sign and, and actually touch his side. But Jesus told Thomas, Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. So Jesus, so if you, if you believe on Jesus Christ and yet not seen, and yet you have not seen him, Jesus calls you blessed. Okay, he calls you blessed. Now we see that Thomas believed. Okay, Thomas believed. But you look at the Gergersheens and they had the same attitude but different outcome. Which means there are certain instances and in different situations of depending on that person. Thomas believed, but these Gergesenes did not. They rejected him. They wanted him out of their city. Okay? Now, let me give you an example as to those who disbelieved. 
This is in the context of the Pharisees. When Christ was dying, okay, the Pharisees stepped in, and this is what they said. Okay, Matthew chapter 27, verse 42. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross, and we will believe him. First of all, number one, they, they wouldn't have believed him. Do you know why? Because they've already rejected him. They've always, they, they already like wanted him to be put to death. So even if Christ could come down off that cross, the Pharisees wouldn't believe. And number two, we have to understand is the reason why Christ didn't come off that cross was because that was the only way that Christ could pay for our that Christ could pay for our sins. In other words, he had to go through that. Christ had to go through that, and he was willing to lay his life down on that cross. But the Pharisees said this to try to tempt him. But most likely they wouldn't have believed. In Mark chapter 8 verse 11 through 12 it says, And the Pharisees came forth and began to question with him, question with him and seeking of him a sign from heaven, tempting him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and saith, Why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, There shall no sign be given unto this generation. So the Pharisees are wanting a sign. You see, the Gergeshines, they didn't believe. They heard of the miracle. They saw who Jesus was and yet rejected him. The Pharisees are in a similar situation. They rejected Christ, but yet they want a sign. They want a sign shown to them. And Jesus said, there will be no sign shown to this generation. No sign. And Luke chapter 11, verse 29 to 30. It says, and when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, this is an evil generation. They seek a sign... And there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. You see, the Jews seek after this, seek after a sign. The Pharisees wanted a sign. And Jesus said, there, is, there will be no sign given to this generation except... Just as Jonas was a sign to the Ninevites, the Son of Man should be the son, sign to his generation. Why? Because Jonah spent, he spent three days and three nights in the belly of a, of a great fish. And Jesus descended into the heart of the earth. But you want to know something? You know why the I believe the Pharisees wouldn't have wouldn't have believed because Jesus said there shall be no sign given to this generation. And yet when it actually came time to present to them the sign just like Jonas did the Pharisees believe Nope. Nope. First, the Pharisees asked Jesus for a sign, and Jesus said, No, there should be no sign given to you. Then at the cross, the Pharisees tempted Jesus to come off that cross, and, he'll be and they'll believe him. The Pharisees wouldn't have believed in him. 
They only said that to tempt him to not die on the cross. You see, the Pharisees would never believe that he was the Christ. You know why? Because the Pharisees, because Jesus said, he said, Moses spoke of me. And if you don't believe him, how will you believe me? Because the Pharisees were all were bragging and boasting about how they kept the law and they were, they were followers of Moses. They weren't followers of Moses. If they were and they actually sincerely believed what Moses said, they would have believed in Jesus. But all the, the miracles and, the, and, and, and everything that Jesus did, the Pharisees witnessed, heard, and seen him, and they wanted him to die. When Jesus went to the Gergeshines, when he casted out those, two, those devils out of those two men, just like the Pharisees, those Gergeshines said, get him out of here. They didn't want Jesus in their city. They didn't want him. They didn't want him in this in the city. Now, hang on a second. If I can get In Matthew chapter 12, verse 39, it says, But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no, be, there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. Jesus said that, that an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks... Seek after wisdom. You see, the Jews wanted a sign from Jesus. And Jesus said, no, no sign shall be given unto it. A wicked, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Jesus was pointing out that that was an evil and adulterous generation. Okay? Why? Why do I say evil and adulterous? Number one, the Pharisees did not keep the law. They actually broke the law for the sake of their tradition. Two, okay, two, they claimed to serve God, and yet they did see God in the flesh, didn't want to believe it, rejected Him, but they believed, they say they believed God, but they were going or whoring after other gods. They were going after idols. Money is an idol, by the way. Power is, an, is, is... Money and power are both idols. And you want to know something? God gave... Now, hear me out, okay? But God gave a bill of divorcement against Israel. Oh, Brandon, how can you say that? God hates divorce. Really? If God hates divorce, why did he give a bill of divorcement to Israel? Do you know why he gave a bill of divorcement to Israel? Because Israel was whoring herself around with other gods. Israel was going after other gods, which is spiritual adultery. So God rightfully, by his own law, gave a bill of divorce to Israel. 
okay? But let me tell you something. By legal standards, now how can you, now you, now you might be saying, well, well, Brandon, if, if God gave a bill of divorcement to, to uh, uh, Israel, why does he have another bride? That's adultery, isn't it? I think you're all, you're all missing something. Okay? Y'all, if y'all think that, you're all missing something. Yes, God did give a bill of divorcement to Israel because of her, of, of her whoredoms. But then Christ came and he died on the cross. And his death, his death, made it legal for Christ to have a bride, another bride. It was through the death of Christ on the cross that actually made it legal for Christ to have another bride. And that bride is the church. And no, the church does not replace Israel. Why? Because that's the most asinine thing you can ever say or think. Do you know why? Because that's where the church first began, in Israel. By the way, the church was started by 12 Jewish apostles. The same. 12 Jewish apostles. That's, that's what the church was started from and God took it and built upon it and he used 12 apostles to do it Christ's death made it legal for Christ to have another bride if you don't believe me in Romans chapter 7 verse 3 so then if while her husband liveth she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Christ died and resurrected. Why? So he can marry you. And you are and and, and, and all you guys who are watching. There are believers in Christ, true, legitimate believers in Christ. Christ died and resurrected. Why? So he can marry you as the church. We are the church. And we are the bride of Christ. This is how we can legally marry Christ. See, we're not with Christ right now because we're in our flesh. But once our flesh is dead, and when we go home, we'll be with Christ. And we can we will be able to marry him. It's not a literal wedding. Jesus said there is no marriage in heaven. But we will have that communion with him. Does that make sense with you guys? We'll have that communion with him. And the Jews have rejected Christ. And yet they seek after a sign. You see, you could see all the signs and wonders and miracles. And the point I want to make with this is this. You could be a witness to all the miracles and everything that Jesus can do. And still not yet believe. And still reject them. I, maybe I'm wrong. But the reason why you can still reject him. With seeing all the miracles. Is because of your hardened heart. Because of your hardened heart. If you don't believe me. Go read Exodus. God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh saw. 
the mighty works that God did in Egypt against them. Pharaoh saw that. And yet he hardened his heart and he rejected, still rejected God, didn't believe him. So you can see all the miracles you want, but if you have a hard heart, you can see all the miracles and yet still reject Christ. Think about that. Now, let's talk about maybe another answer to another question. Okay. Some people might ask, and this will probably be the last thing we touch on before we close. You know, some people might say, well, if we see Jesus... We won't reject him. How, how is that possible if, if to reject Christ after seeing him? Well, it's simple. It's your hard heart. The Gergeshines, the, the they saw Jesus. And they told him to get, out of his, to get out of their city. They blatantly rejected him. The Pharisees rejected Christ. Because of their, the hardness of their heart and the pride. Claiming they were serving God and they weren't. And yet the Pharisees were the ones asking for a sign. They wouldn't have believed. And last but not least, we've got Judas Iscariot. You see, Judas was with Jesus for three and a half years. Oh, well, surely Judas could have gotten saved. No, Judas was not saved. Jesus called Judas Iscariot as a disciple, knowing full well that one, that one day he'd betray him. And the point of that is that if you were to stand, if Christ suddenly appear to you on earth not saying he will but I'm just saying if Christ were to just suddenly appear would you believe that, that depends on the condition of your heart because we see Judas was in Christ's presence for three and a half years three years and betrayed him. Rejected Christ. Betrayed him. And he saw Jesus every day. The point I'm trying to make is that just because you may see Jesus or see the miracles that he does does not mean it's going to increase you to believe. The Gergeshines heard what Jesus did with casting out the devils. They saw him, and then they said, leave. They didn't want Jesus there. They wanted him gone. This is kind of my personal commentary, but the Gergeshines basically told our Lord to kick rocks and go. They didn't rejoice. They didn't believe. They heard what Jesus did. They, they, did, they weren't going up to his feet and worshiping and praising him. Yet think that's what could have happened, but no, they didn't. They flat out rejected him. So did Judas. Judas was the treasurer. He was the one who held the money bag, and he was a thief. He was a thief.
He betrayed Jesus. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He he didn't. He he didn't uh, put his faith and trust in him. He didn't believe. He rejected him. Well, he believed, but he he only because even the devils even believe and they tremble. Okay, but the, he rejected him flat out. It wasn't going to help his belief. Judas betrayed him and sent him to the cross. Judas had a great sin. And when he found out he betrayed innocent blood, he was sorrowful. That's a worldly sorrow. That's not a godly sorrow. You know why? Because what happened next was Judas went and hung himself. He killed himself. He was so sorrowful for what he did, he went and killed himself. Godly sorrow does not cause someone to hang themselves. Godly sorrow causes you to repent. A worldly sorrow causes you to do that if you're not strong enough. And we're going to see how Judas was one of the twelve and yet were completely rejected him. Matthew chapter 26 verse 14 through 16. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went on to the chief priest and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted him with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. In Mark chapter 14, verses 10 through 11, And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to betray him unto them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought how he might conveniently betray him. In Luke chapter 22, verses 3 through 6, then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenant, covenant to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. So we see that Judas Iscariot didn't just blatantly reject Christ. Saint, I mean, he did reject Christ. He also blatantly betrayed him. And it also says that Satan entered into him. Satan. We're talking the prince of darkness. We're talking about... The, the cherub, that the anointed cherub that led worship and music and fell because of his pride is that same Satan that entered in Judas to betray Jesus. And Judas was one of the twelve, saw Jesus. He didn't care about Jesus. He was a thief. He was a thief and a robber. He didn't care about the poor. He only, only cared about the money. Money was the God of Judas. I mean, Judas Iscariot's God was money. And because of that, his heart was not right. He was a he was an adulterous fellow. Went after other gods, didn't care for Christ, completely rejected him. Listen, just because just just because they saw Jesus, just because someone saw Jesus and witnessed the miracles doesn't mean they believed on him. 
Because a lot of a lot of those people, even that that the Ger the town of the Gergish the the, the Ger um, I can't even speak today. But the Gergishines, that town completely rejected Christ. They heard and even saw him. They said they told Jesus to leave because they didn't want they didn't want him around. The Pharisees were the same way, and Judas was the same way. You know who else was the same way? Saul, the first king of Israel. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 23 to 26, and we'll be done. It says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. And Saul saith, said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. You know, Saul, the first king of Israel, basically rejected Christ. Because you know who Christ is? Christ is the word of God. Samuel is a type and picture of that. He's an, he's, Samuel is a type and picture of Christ. And the Holy Ghost gave Samuel the words to speak to Saul on what to do, and Saul deliberately rejected. Why? Because he feared people. He feared man. His heart was not right. And do you want to know something? Because of his adulterous, man-fearing heart, he rejected Christ, rejected God. And he had the word of God with him. He had the word of God with him, and he rejected it. I'm telling you, just because you just because you had the word of God with you doesn't mean you're going to believe. It can mean you reject it. But it all depends on what your heart is. Will you receive the word of the? Will you? Would you? Are you going to receive the word, or are you going to reject it? It's up to you. Don't be like these people that had Christ with them. Okay. Don't be like. Don't be. Don't be like Judas. He was with Jesus for three years and rejected him completely. I want to close with this. <clears throat> Seeing Jesus and his miracles will not help you believe. The Gergeshines heard what Jesus did and saw him and they rejected Jesus and wanted Jesus gone from their city. So just because you may see Jesus or see what he's done, it's not going to help you believe. You need to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and get born again. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And all you got to do is cry out to the Lord. Lord, save me. Forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me and wash me. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But you have to believe in your heart. You have to confess and you have to believe. Because if you don't believe, you can have the Word of God in front of you and you can see all the things that Jesus can do and still reject Him. 
don't be that one to reject him. I'm being honest and I'm trying I'm listen. If a person rejects Christ, it's not going to be good for them. But there are many people in this world that reject and despise him. And if you reject and despise Christ, there's not there will be no amount of miracles or even his appearance to get you to believe if you reject him. So I just want to encourage you that if you're one if you're lost today and you're one of those that have the attitude of, oh well, if only I can see him, or if only if I could just just see the miracles that he can do, then I'll believe. Nope. That's not gonna do the trick. You need to be convicted of your sin. And you need to understand and realize that without Christ, you're on your way to a devil's hell. And that you are in need of a savior. That is the only thing that is going to have you turn your heart to Christ. Is to be convicted of your sin and to realize you are in need, that you are in need of a savior. That is the only, is the conviction of the Holy Ghost that brings that. And it's only by that... Can a person be saved is by the power and conviction of the Holy Ghost being able to, to see, have them see their need for a Savior. But if you're lost, there's not going to be any amount of miracles or even His presence coming down to get you to be saved. You need to do it by the book. You need to do it by the conviction of the Holy Ghost. You need to do it. By the realization that you are on your way to hell and you are in need of a savior. And only the conviction of the Holy Ghost can bring that about. That realization. You can't. Amen. Listen. Whoso, again, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. The biggest thing is to believe. But seeing miracles, if you're lost, seeing miracles and, and seeing who Christ is is not going to help you believe. You need, the, you need to be under the conviction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You need to be under the conviction of the Holy Ghost. That is what will save you. Amen. Anyways, uh, how long have I gone? Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. I've gone almost 50 minutes. That's typically about the average of my videos. I don't know why. It just is. Anyways. Um, listen, I'm not trying to be your enemy. I'm not trying to be your enemy. I'm just trying to love on you. Because people need to know it is not the amount of miracles or even seeing Christ is going to help them believe is the conviction of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has to convict you of your sin and has to show you your need for Christ. Because without that, you won't believe. Amen. And it's only by the conviction of the Holy Ghost that can help your uh, that can help your belief. Amen. It is what it is. I'm I'm not trying to not trying to bust anyone's chops. Not trying to give anyone a hard time. But I'm I'm definitely not here to try to play games with your soul. This is serious. If you don't know Christ, you need to know Christ. If you're lost, if you're lost and you know it, and you know that you need a savior, you need to cry out to him. Because one of these days, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. Amen. So do it now while you still can. Because today is a day of salvation. Amen. So, anyways, listen, I love you guys.
I do appreciate you all bearing with me. I'm a little bit tired, kind of distracted, kind of looking everywhere and all that stuff. So please forgive me. Um, but listen, I wanted to get, I wanted, I wanted to go through that because that it that was very important. And I, and I can, I, I can kind of see why that's important because this is a, this has to deal with salvation, folks. It has to deal with salvation, and that's a big deal, amen. So I, I, I just felt like I needed to cover it because, just kind of skimming over, it's it just it. I had to take the time to say what I needed to say, amen. So I hope you guys got something from this. I hope you learned something from this. I hope you were blessed by it. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. It probably was not the greatest message. I literally like slapped this thing together within like. It was very short notice, and it was. I mean, I pretty much slapped this thing together. It probably only took me about like 20 minutes to slap all my notes together. So I was very ill prepared and not as prepared as I ought to be. I'm just being honest, and I apologize for that. But I still hope that this was a blessing. Amen. So, listen. I love you guys. Um, Lord willing, I don't know what I'm going to do on Sunday yet. Lately, I haven't been doing really a whole lot on Sundays. I don't know why. Maybe it's just a break. I, I just don't know. Um, but Lord willing, next week, we'll get into um, Matthew chapter 9. Hopefully, you guys will learn something from this. Uh, learn from Matthew 9. Um, so pray for me on that. Um, Sunday, we'll see how it goes. Okay, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, so pray for me as well. So... Other than that, that's all I got for tonight. Um, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a great night, a blessed week. And you all have a good day in church tomorrow night. Amen. Uh, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a good night. God bless you guys. See ya. Bye.